This podcast is presented by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at www.uctv.tv. Enjoy the presentation. It's a pleasure to be here in this venerable library room on this venerable campus in this venerable state on this venerable day. Um, venerable. Um, I'll read a few pieces from an uh, older voice from the 70s. I'm afraid of time past. It's gone. And I'm searching in this present to get full of its reverberations. Give me a little humble pride to tell the story. I think I might have to do this forever, just forever and ever. I'm going to read from my manuscript pages. These are contained in the selected poems, as ever. Kind of these rumpled and comfortable familiarity about pieces of paper that you've actually written on. Narcissus, credit. I never get any credit for what I do. No one thanks me. I do all these things for people, and I never get any credit. I want to be boss. I want to be in charge. I need money, money. I never get any credit. People don't thank me. I hate them. I hate this town. I'm so lonely. I've never been so lonely. This is for the late poet, Czeslaw Miloš, who loved this poem. He put it in his anthology, The Book of Luminous Things. It's very, very 70s, called Destruction. First of all, do you remember the way a bear goes through a cabin when nobody is home? He goes through the front door. I mean, he really goes through it. Then he takes the cupboard off the wall and eats a can of lard. He eats all the apples, limes, dates, bottled decaffeinated coffee, and 35 pounds of granola. (laughs) The asparagus soup cans fall to the wall, a floor. Yum. He chomps up Norwegian crackers stashed for the winter and the bouillon, salt, pepper, paprika, garlic, onions, potatoes. He rips the green Tara poster from the wall, tries the Coleman mustard, spills the ink, tracks in the flour, goes upstairs and takes a shit, opens the waterbed, eats the incense and drinks the perfume, knocks over the Japanese tansu and the Persian miniature of a man on horseback watching a woman bathing, knocks shelter, whole earth catalog, planet drum, northern mists, truck tracks, and women's sports into the oozing waterbed mess. He goes downstairs and out the back wall. He keeps on going for a long way and finds a good cave to sleep it all off. Luckily, he ate the whole medicine cabinet, including stash of LSD, peyote, psilocybin, amanita, benzedrine, valium, and aspirin. Milos loved this poem, and he even wrote in his anthology, maybe that's the poem she'll be remembered by. (laughs) (laughs) 
A story from Easter. Uh, this happened during the first Gulf War, uh, 1991. There is a mouse under the sink, little mouse turds around in the kitchen drawers. It is raining, storming. The refrigerator has gone to the dump. Donald's back has brought him to bed for several months. He can't move. The war is skidding to an end. Who wants to kill anything? Buy two mousetraps and keep them unset around in conspicuous places. I think it's gone away. One day, I take the peanut oil from under the sink. The top is gone. Inside the peanut oil is the body of a mouse. Oh, too horrible. Look, look at this. I put it outside the back door. The top of the bottle is really very narrow. He wiggled in head first. He can't back out. He's drowned, but preserved. He's in his oil tomb for two weeks. On Easter Day, I look at the bottle. He has risen to the top. Donald now walks, buried mouse next day. The Phoebe in the icy cold wind darts quickly for food in the air where the flock of meadowlarks pecking on the ground wander near the house at the edge of the meadow. Nothing stays still. For long, they're gone. Mist on the orchids and mist across the ridge. Warm sun at the door. Come in. Emptiness by Philip Whalen, the grand Zen teacher, Hartford Street Zen Center, Abbott. Emptiness is the full... Emptiness is the thing we are full of, and everything you see is empty, full of it, packed full of everything empty, and we are in it. That's what we experience, the grand and manifest and unborn live chaos. Okay, that's enough. Thank you. <laughs> Philip Whalen's hat. I woke up about 2.30 this morning and thought about Philip's hat. It is bright lemon yellow with a little brim all the way around and a lime green hat band printed with tropical plants. It sits on top of his shaved head. It upstages everything and everybody. He bought it at Walgreens himself. I mean, it fortunately wasn't a gift from an admirer. Otherwise, he is dressed in soft blues and in his hand a long wooden string of Buddhist, of Buddhist rosary beads, which he keeps moving. I ask him which mantra he's doing, but he tells me, in Zen, you don't have to bother with any of that. You can just play with the beads. I think he was just being nice to me read from some selections from, again, poems 89 to 2000. Watching TV. Ahoy! Electronic nightmare. 
You don't see many skunks watching TV. That is, if you are watching the tube, you never get to see skunk outside strolling in the full moon towards the compost. Good evening, he lifts his tail. I'm just strolling, so all is well with the smell. A topographical enlightenment is swooning in the backyard. Look at the sky tonight. View the promenade of crisp hedges today. The world around us is workable when the mind is unfettered and away from the tube, the screen, the eyeball engaged in a back-lighted room, mind tomb. Then full moon skunk appears, delightful, with tiny frightful screams. I thought I'll make it so simple Anyone can get it, understand. Not that it would be beautiful or anything like that. Remote, maybe baby talk. So lost that taut story, the reason to head through classic epics to have structure for understanding, however Western. Then with the assumption of Pacific, characters became mammals or birds, frogs an attitude of listening repose, drifting through a cumbia tea dance with Ramos Californica, a bushy partner, and an upbeat early evening tohi who's not so wild anymore. Grateful. After two months in Mexico, and continual rainstorms here to find this studio not slurped away by a sub-pocket of suction hell. Anyway, notebook's a bit damp, and mold has taken the last of the faded blue Atticus butterfly. Still dry, framed picture of pensive youngster. Quote, nobody loves me. I'm going into the garden and eat worms. (laughs) And looking fairly immaculate, Trungpa's first thought, best thought, which makes it seem so easy. Yesterday, I ate two woolly ones and one furry one. Return to that familiar, damp smell at dawn. Sparrows eat the plum blossoms. Old deadhead of sunflowers still stands propped up in head-high kale, the quail love to eat so much. Post-consciousness. Implausible thoughts around very real spring flowers makes a perfection of digression as the mind goes out through the eyes and wanders among objects. You are a purple tulip, opening so wide, your petals fall off. Now move those awful blue glass bunnies. To live in this world again, you must hide yourself, change your flamboyance to a dull hue. Does this mean I'll never have any fun? No one will notice you. The gods won't drag you off the earth for their own entertainment. You are camouflaged, 
with simplicity. The fog is halfway over the mesa. My table of life for the past 30 years or so is not broken up into incidents as much as continuum. So much for the skill of living the outer life of seasons while the inner buttress certainly seems no wiser. Have you heard this a thousand times before from anybody and everybody? And that's it? Except you allow the rapid combine of elements heretofore disparate, like Bodhidharma cruising the Pacific as a surfboarding coyote and the poor bonged-on-head disciple Naropa here to meet him, along with the classic Greco-Roman education that always hauls Odysseus along, probably the oldest of the lot, but none of it indigenous to here except through continuum of the poet combining these strands into a useful cord, a thread to throw into the dream and see it come up clear as a picture in the evening. Read from a small little book, uh, Jim Kohler's Coyote Press, neatly and economically laid out. This is from 2004. The Psychopathic Personality. I am the commander. I do not need to explain why I do things. That's the interesting thing about being president. Maybe someone needs to explain to me why they say something, but I don't feel I owe anyone an explanation. U.S. to A. Today, 19, 2002. <clears throat> Buddhism without a book. Well, you had to find it somewhere. Another person passed simplicity on to you, the practice of some syllables, the position of a seated body, and you believe a lineage of recognition of mind. Not perfect, but intimate with suffering and the futility of maintaining those troublesome states of fear and hate. Try this. <coughs> Lift the corners of your mouth slightly and take three breaths. This is known as mouth yoga. It has nothing to do with smiling and it has nothing to do with happiness. That's a quote from Yvonne Rand. Rock. Hit absolute rock bottom. Are you there, rock? No. No rock on bottom. Dust. It's terrible what's happening in this war atmosphere when your government lies to you and neglects the people. It's bad for your mind when the politics of connection show ignorance and preference for the stupid junta that has slyly preempted the beehive. Time to die for the Madhyamika school and middle way ourselves through the course of the oppression to come. Shoo. I prefer not to have to bother 
in this landscape of spring to judge whether these apple blossoms are natural or not. I just want to be ordinary and finish my toast while Arthur Okamura is on the prowl with his notebook and pen sketching the dust in the wind. From a little fold-out called Backwoods Broadsides from Maine, another economical way to put poetry together on the page. Uh, From recently, 2004. Night Palace. The best thing about the past is that it's over. When you die, you wake up from the dream. That's your life. Then you grow up and get to be post-human in a past that keeps happening ahead of you. About now, the mooching doe munching the fallen apples from the tree outside the door doesn't even bother to move when I approach her, suggesting she exit, which she does, apple still in mouth, bounding across the overgrazed wild sweet peas. About now, tiny iridescent pieces of abalone, so intimate these overcast days. Home is the moment the quail arrive. Carl Jung greeted. Carl Jung greeted all his kitchen utensils first thing in the morning. Good morning, frying pan. Hello, cup. Greetings, little silver spoon. We're all in this together, even though your thoughts think you are a big deal and try to turn you into somebody special like God, who does not stoop to good and evil. Two billion spent on war so far could have been spent on dentistry. Cannot hide from the sorrow and danger of invading a country like a video game or that media news becomes your life. The poison oak turning red in the continuity of the underbrush Everlasting pearly wisdom receding like crazy. Really, can't see a foot ahead of me. Not sun, nor moon, nor stars. So there we are in this dim light, contemplating the agro-terrorism of biotech corn or the Phytophthora ramorum pathogen, which strikes an oak to sudden death. Peering at concepts like dangerous democracies peering out from under the covers in the season of the fog. Sunday. When your mind flies out, when your mind flies away with a poem on the page, do you both end up in a lonesome place in the backyard of words as soft and as familiar as the bee buzzing the blue glass, which is the only company you have. Sharp rap on the knee, a tiny apple falls through gravity. You have a way with your words. Thinking is a path 
ecology that has found freshly discovered ground. But if you think your way into the next scenario, good luck. Buster Bush and co. have whacked the globe a hard blow of the uglies pathogen, and it's a disastrous scene. Note the tiniest first baby quail in the far scallop of shadow, a tender mouthful of hope, scratching down a dainty slope of wind to move on. Planned a trip to Veracruz and um, didn't go on a planned trip to Veracruz, so wrote a journal, notebook called Not Veracruz. Happy New Year. This is a year ago. Into the storm tossed year, padding and scudding across the brain pan of the holidays. There is my doormat, blown into the bushes. Was Mao really a repellent mass murderer, an untalented liar, and never brushed his teeth? John Yoo tells George Bush there are no laws that limit his power. No laws of war apply. So when Bush is captured, there's no way he'll have a painless or legal time locked up with his holy tostado, God, the revelator. When? When did you first start hearing the phrase, the world's sole remaindered superpower? Gore Vidal likens the war on terror to the war on dandruff. Good old Gore Vidal. Saturday radio. The place where we are going is the place where we were before we were born. The place where we are going is the place where we were before we were born. On the bright side, outside is brighter. The ocean is full of too many surfers, 55 boards in a three-inch square, in a kind of suffocating mother worship, floating in the sea of mercy and love on Sunday. White kites. Oh, those gorgeous white kites courting in the tops of the pines. Around here they sound a Swedish dove gray whistle to each other. For a moment, for a moment, this agonizing, sad, final. The philosophic language of Buddhism for my computer The attempt to portray, explain consciousness with words is, of course, antithetical to a wordless Buddhist state. So see if you can erase this, you f***er. Sunday radio. 
I really can't stand the formality of intelligence. Who really cares if eucalyptus have the smarts? A record. 31 days in the month, 26 had rain. Remember that was last year, like it seemed it would go on forever, and it did. 31 days in the month, 26 had rain. U.S. government, radical religion, oil, borrowed money. Good morning, fragments of last night's travels in that invisible state called dream. Sneak around with cardboard boxes full of old poetry. Cold ocean, but few salmon. Everything happened anyway, but not in Veracruz. Quick, go out before it rains. Several days a week, just lay there and read. Get guilty over listening to the assurance of news reporting voices that say, we're acting in your best interest of your security, making you safe here with a border just under you that's totally open, looking more like a cradle of hearts to come. What is it that I started a long time ago, and how can I get back to that, Walt Whitman said when he came to California. Oh, let the winds blow. Let the storms come. The real estate fall off the cliffs. The real estate fall off the cliffs into the sea, banging noisily. It's a test of the authentic, unborn, beyond. I'm going to close with a piece from by Lily, Queen Lily Okalani from 1834 to 1917, the last queen of Hawaii who wrote many Presbyterian hymns and some other beautiful uh, songs like Aloha, very well-known, Slacky, tuning on the songs of the last Hawaiian queen, a soft rustle of bamboo quivering with the wind's touch, A tear, a sigh, sure sounds like poetry to me. The simpler, the better, the glide through the day by the feathered guards to the palace at the end of the rain's warming rays. The expression of my thoughts in music as natural and easy as breathing, my greatest consolation to this day. Steel Strings. Thank you so much. You've been listening to a podcast from University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at www.uctv.tv. Thank you for listening.